Hello, welcome everyone to the newest series here on Fightful Overbooked. It's called The Gauntlet. I am Jeremy Lambert. That is Connor Casey joining us today. Connor, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing good, man. How's married life? Oh, it's it's been a week and a half now. Not much has changed, honestly. Like we've been we've been together for a little bit. I've been living here for a little bit, so we just got just got a, I got a ring on my finger now to kind of make it all official. I guess is the only thing. <laughs> But I appreciate you asking. Appreciate you asking. Yeah, it's course, it's man. it's going well, uh, guys. This will be your first time joining us for the Gauntlet because this is the official premiere of the show that I've called the Gauntlet. And here's how this works: Connor's the guinea pig for this, and I chose Connor because I love Connor Casey. That beautiful face, that well-groomed beard, just a just a gorgeous man, Connor Casey. So, here's how this works: we have a we have essentially a a topic this week's topic is wrestlers performances in movies and there's a whole list that we could have narrowed this list down to 11 we picked one wrestler one movie we're gonna run through and they're gonna go up against each other so for for this i'm not using these two movies but i will just kind of pull these randomly kane and see no evil against have you seen that movie by the way bits and pieces okay yeah uh so, so it could be something like Kane and See No Evil against Hulk Hogan in Mr. Nanny. We will debate it, say who had kind of the better performance there, pick a winner, and then somebody else will come out in the gauntlet, and then we will debate their performances against whoever we just picked. And at the end of the day, we will crown a, a winner based on the list, based on the topic that, that we have at hand. And we will do this for a variety of things in the coming weeks, months, years, hopefully, uh, hopefully this thing just takes off and it's on ESPN uh, in, in two years or something. ESPN needs a bigger space in the uh, wrestling universe, I feel like. So this is a new concept that we were doing. I'm sure there'll be some hiccups and whatnot along the way. But it's a chance to talk with some pals about things that aren't so current going on in the world of wrestling. Some stuff that maybe we actually enjoy. We have to bury everything, Connor. Now, we don't we don't always like to be negative on these shows. We like to have a little bit of fun and talk positive every now and again. You know, we're just we're just one of those baby faces that loves to have fun, Jeremy. <laughs> so we're doing, Michael. He just loves to have fun, Michael. Let's get into it, Connor. All right, you gave me a list of so there's no surprises. Connor does not know the order that these are going in, but he does know kind of the the list to, to be choosing from here. So uh, let me ask you this: okay. Who winds up being the Kofi Kingston that runs through the whole thing only to get buried by the last guy? Dad. And then, win a future championship match <laughs> that's up to you that's up that, to you that's, connor depends that's just where on my head goes it, it depends on if you actually want to like book this thing like it's an <laughs> actual wrestling or if you're going to judge it based on and the judging criteria is is whatever you want you, you know we're picking from a variety of, of movies and performers and categories here so we're not going to judge some of these as uh the same as we're going to judge the others as far as like if somebody's in a dramatic role we are obviously judging that differently than someone who's in more comedic role. Sure, sure. Um, so it's however you want to do it, but it's based on how they perform, not the overall movie, their performance in the movie, and it just how it made you feel. Movies are supposed to make you feel things, is what I've been told. Here's what we're going to start with, Connor. Jesse Ventura is our first entrant. His role in Predator going up against Roddy Piper and they live I feel like that's a strong strong early entrant roddy piper and they oh, live which performance was better 
Jesse Ventura or Roddy Piper? So you put a John Carpenter movie (laughs) as an opener. You monster. Yeah. Um, Okay. So I'm going to go with They Live simply on the basis of Piper is the star of that film. He he's in it throughout. Um, it's a great performance by him with Ventura. It's, Hey, it was a cameo. He has one great line and then he dies. He has the, I ain't got time to bleed. And then he dies, you know, and he, he's just one of the many guys that gets picked off before, you know, Arnold puts him away. So yeah, no, I got to go with, uh, I gotta go with Roddy on that one. That that's very fair. Piper, like you said, he is the star. Ventura ain't got time to bleed, though. Roddy's got some big lines, and we'll continue to talk about it, right? Roddy's got very quotable lines in there. But for a cameo appearance, Ventura did knock it out of the park. He Predator. did. But I, I can think of wrestlers with better cameo roles. And, yeah, that that's kind of Piper's signature movie. You know, the guy's yeah. got a surprisingly lengthy IMDb page outside of wrestling. But that's that's still the one everybody goes to. The next entrant, as Piper defeats Ventura from Predator, the next entrant is going to be Steve Austin in The Condemned. See, that's just Steve playing himself, so it's Roddy. Because that was Steve's issue with movie roles, is that he never branched out beyond just, I'm Stone Cold Steve Austin. That's all you're getting. Like he, he's he's kind of he's got the Chuck Norris thing going on. He 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 has one speed and he's very good at it, but that's all you're getting. He's badass Steve Austin though. I how I mean he was put in this role. Condemned was a, a remake, by the mm. way, but he, he was put in this role to basically just be a badass who goes around and killing people and stuff. And I don't think I don't know if he want he didn't want to expand his, his repertoire. Oh, we saw in WWE he could do a little bit of comedy. But I think they everybody just wanted him to be Steve Austin because that's what he was known for. Right. And that's all you get. But like <laughs> look at look at this role with Roddy and they live and compare that to his It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia performance. Wildly different. Like there's range there. With with Steve, it was I got I got one note and I play it very well. So I, I got I gotta I gotta go with keep they live in the game on this one. Austin had some cameo roles where he did like some funny stuff right wasn't he in one of the expendables he was in one of the expendables i mean longest yard he had he had a couple of that's probably his best one because he got to be funny in that one yeah and and you had longest yard actually to to go peel back the curtain a little bit you had longest yard as as one of the movies i went with the condemned because he did star in the condemned longest yard was a very much an ensemble type thing i mean past Sandler and uh, Burt Reynolds. Um, but yeah, he, he did star in The Condemned. And I think they wanted to like, I mean, he was Steve Austin. He's biggest draw of all time. I think they wanted to get him to that superstar Hollywood level and yeah. it just never took off for him. Yeah, and I, I don't know if that was him not wanting to kind of expand or if that was just Hollywood being like, we don't know what to do with you. You're going to be the test dummy for the next guy that comes along. That guy being The Rock. Grown Ups 2, uh, by the way, <laughs> is where Austin had a, like, a very funny cameo. He played like a boyfriend. Uh, yeah. Okay. I don't, I, that was one. No, I saw the first one and then said never again. So. Fair. 
I mean, I, I can't see even, the grown-up sequels. Can't, can't even argue with you on that one. My my dad loves the Sandler movies, and so he'd just watch them all the time. And I just Un- uncut it. gems, maybe one of my favorite movies last five years. It's great. That's it a great freaking movie. Look, classic, classic like Sandler, Billy Madison, Waterboy, all that stuff. Like everything up till Mr. Deeds is fantastic. I like. Mr. Then Deeds. it falls off. I like Mr. Deeds. Yeah, that's a good movie. Um, Very sneaky. Yeah. <laughs> After that, it does does get a little. A little washy there. But he was yes, Adam Sandler's okay. childhood bully. Hi, don't remember that. Yeah, yeah, in Grown Ups too. Yeah, he was. Um, all right, the next entrant. So Roddy Piper, they live, moves on. Not too surprising so far. I'm gonna throw, I'm gonna throw kind of a big one at you, Andre the Giant. Oh Princess my god! Because there's only one. You there's only one Andre movie, and that's yeah. such a freaking. Oh my god. And he's perfect in it because he plays he plays the giant yet well surprisingly well spoken force. And that, that interaction between him and Billy Crystal where he's like, I'll call the brute squad. I am the brute squad. You are the brute squad. Like that's that one's the best part. So yeah, no. Andre gets it. That is like oh. the, that for me, that is the that's one of those movies where no matter what age you watch it, it's fantastic. And he plays such a fantastic part in it you know there's a lot of different a lot of different actors trying to do different stuff with that movie and shockingly a guy whose you know grasp of the english language wasn't always great he still fits it perfectly and then when you and then when you listen like the backstage like behind the scenes stuff he was basically immobile by that point if i if i have i have my years right he's you know He's really hurting by this point. It's we're getting into that WrestleMania three like dude needed the cart to get to the ring situation. Yeah, Prince Princess Bride was eighty seven, so I imagine. Okay, so that's after Jesus, yeah, in eighty six, yeah. Yep. So yeah, he was he was definitely you know kind of into into the run there where he couldn't move too well. It, where, it where, is. Where, a, where, are you staying, where are you staying on Princess Bride? It's my wife's favorite movie, so I I will I have to almost be biased towards it because of that because I don't want to get in trouble. Um, mm-hmm. I I will get in trouble though. Never seen Princess Bride, never oh, seen it. So I missed it as a kid. Saw it later and was blown away. And the, but what's funny is you look at the two leads. One was in the Saw franchise, and the other was the the wife from House of Cards. So I'm just looking at two very evil people falling in love. <laughs> I I want to see it. I probably need to see it because the, the wife has told me you got to see this. We have to watch this. We have to watch this. Never seen it, and now it's become one of those point of pride things. Of like I'm just not gonna watch it. it. It's a fantastic <laughs> date night movie. Like just 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 sit down with her and the youngins and just watch it. You'll love it. At at, at some point we will. We got to get control of the TV from them. They're gonna play their Minecraft video games and watch My Little Pony and stuff are they watching bluey or have they aged out of that no no they they like the bluey i they got me into watching the bluey uh the new episodes that came out okay bluey's kind of a dick he is kind of a dick yeah you know it's it's funny like i've got so growing up as a little kid my big thing was thomas the tank engine and my mom still has a crate of all the toys and movies you could buy for it because i had a collection going and she's like, we're giving this to your grandkids. And then I've, I somehow stumbled onto like the Thomas the Tank Engine fandom on YouTube. And I've seen what it's become. And I'm horrified. 
because it has gone completely CGI. They basically don't acknowledge the fact that they're trains. They're just cartoon characters. I'm like, what have you done to my childhood? This is not my Thomas the Tank Engine. Not my Thomas, no. There's so many Thomas the Tank Engine toys around here. They, they've grown out of, of that, but they still love the trains and everything. Uh, yeah, they're big into the Minecraft, My Little Pony, Sonic. Which, which is cool with me is that's, you know, that's definitely my childhood playing the Sonic games on, on so Sega. Were, so were you a Sonic kid or a Mario kid? More Sonic than right. Mario. They, they do love Mario too, but it, depending on which one it is, uh, the older ones kind of like the Sonic, the younger ones kind of like the, the Mario. I, ne- I never had a Sega, I, it would have been Genesis, Genesis or any yeah. of the, any of the yeah. consoles. It was always Nintendo. So whenever that okay. conversation, like by the time I started playing Sonic, Sega had already kind of been like, we give up here. You can have Sonic games on Nintendo. All right. Yeah, so. I I always had the, the Sega. I was big into the Sega. Like Nintendo was, I did enjoy that one as well. And I did play the Mario. The wife likes the, the Mario stuff more than the Sonic. I like the Sonic. Okay. So you've gone with Andre and Princess Bride. I will watch the movie, Thanks. everybody. At some point, I will I will see it. Uh, maybe this weekend. Maybe as early as this weekend, I will watch the Princess Bride. And when you watch it, I demand that you tweet out your review. So that <laughs> you want me to live tweet the Princess yeah. Bride? You don't have to live tweet it. Just like okay, because I I tweeted. So I saw Amsterdam over the weekend. I finally tweeted my review last night. Awesome cast, one of the most god awful writing performances I've ever seen. Like <laughs> David O. Russell should be jailed for writing that script. My God, but like, no, I want I want to see that review from you. See, here's the problem. If I do that, is now people will watch this, and you know, I'm a troll on Twitter. I, I fully admit that. Like, I, I do a bunch of trolling tweets, so I'll probably just tweet like Princess Bride, meh, and just <laughs> just like piss people off. Like, I probably will like enjoy it and think it's great, and I'll tell her like, oh, it's great. But I'm going to tweet that it was meh and then just to, you know, upset people because I troll her on Twitter, too. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I don't think you want if you want my review of it, talk to me and I'll give you an honest opinion of it. If you want if you want me to tweet it, I'm probably going to troll. Fair. Just, I, oh, either way, meh. it works. Point is, you, you get to you get to enjoy that masterpiece. <laughs> All right, I, I will live tweet it and I'll probably make a bunch of jokes during live tweeting. And then at the end, I'll give a fair and honest review. You know, you know how you should live tweet it? Live tweet it like you're Hulk Hogan. Be like, that jobber, Andre, doesn't even want to catch a woman. <laughs> well, speaking of Hogan, you set it up perfectly. This, oh, was, crap. this was who I was going with just because it was Hogan and Andre. Hulk Hogan's performance in Rocky Three against Andre and Princess Bride. It's the one good Hogan performance. <laughs> damn you jeremy um so it's funny i'm actually um i'm working on a bit of uh, my own youtube channel i'm trying to get some uh, video essays up and i wanted to do one about rocky 2 because it's kind of the weirdly forgotten installment and then the more i dug into it i'm like crap this seems to be a trilogy because not only do i need to talk about this i need to talk about how the world championship history in the Rocky universe weirdly lines up with the real history of the heavyweight boxing championship until like 84. And then it goes off in wildly different directions and it winds up wiping out things like both of Muhammad, like the last two Muhammad Ali title reigns, the fight that inspired the movie, the um, weirdly enough, it also wipes out. It, it has Tyson being champion for 10 years, which means the Holyfield losses never happen, which means the bite never happens, which means he's not at WrestleMania 14. It's this weird domino effect. I'm like, I got to talk about this. 
Um, so stay tuned for that. But with this, um, I'm going to stick with Andre only because Hogan, he hadn't figured out Hulkamania yet. So when he's in there and he's like, I'm Thunderlips, I'm the most beautiful man in the world. He, he hasn't quite figured out who he is. So, and that reflects in that character. So I, I stick with Andre. That, that is fair. I mean, again, never seen Princess Bride, so I don't have too much judgment on Andre. I have seen the Andre clips. I can't. I don't know if he has more than just like a more overall role than the the clips that I have seen. He's in a surprisingly big amount. Okay, like he's he's more than just a cameo. Okay. Um, but Hogan, yeah, that that's his best performance because every other thing, I think Hogan's actually great in a lot of movies that he's in because he just plays like an over the top uh, pro wrestler. And he's great at playing an over-the-top pro wrestler. Uh, I mean, first off, fuck Hulk Hogan. But as far as just judging him on these movie theatrical performances, he's great at just being Hulk Hogan with his reactions and everything. This is honestly more subdued. Yeah, because he hadn't figured out what Hulk Hogan was yet. He was still Terry Bollea. Yeah. That's, that's, to me, like, it's an important role because of the role the spot it plays in wrestling history because I don't think WrestleMania one's main event looks the way it does without this movie at the same time. It's, it's not really a Hulk Hogan performance. Right. So in that, and you know, say what you will about Hulk Lord knows I have, and Caden is saying so in the comments right now, but no, I'm, I'm sticking with Andre on this one. All right. The next challenger for Andre is going to be big Dick, Dave Batista in Blade Runner 2049. I was really curious to see which role you were going to pick <laughs> because Dave is quickly becoming one of my favorite action heroes because he keeps getting cast. Hollywood does two things with him. One, they cast him as like the big strong meathead and you get Spectre where he says one line and fights the rest of the time and has the weird, you know, Bond villain gimmick. Or you get stuff like this where he's able to prove that he's actually a pretty good actor and he's yeah. got this weird understated, you know, there's a lot of humanity to him that he can bring to different roles. I, and I really hope that the Dune sequel does more with that because he, he did nothing with that in the first one. I don't know if you saw that one last year. Um, Blade Runner, he's in it for like three minutes, but damn it. If that, if that little emotional punch of you've never seen a miracle doesn't linger throughout the rest of the film. Um, the only problem is that there's no longevity. Like he did pop up in one of the like animated shorts that came out before. Um, I think it came out after the movie, but it's meant to be set before. Um, but I, I will still give it to Andre simply because the, the performance is so much longer. He's, he's in so much more of the film. Um, but it's a great role by Dave and it's, it proves he can do more than just Rex, which is also a great role, but that's that's more of an ensemble movie anyway. See, you you gave me a few choices when it came to Batista. You gave me Guardians. Yeah, yeah. I, I want to talk about Batista and his, his place in Hollywood and everything right now. You gave me Guardians, which, as you said, ensemble kind of role. Like, I think he's good in that. But, I mean, Chris Pratt and Rocket are the two who kind of, like, stand Roots. out. I mean, they all kind of. yeah. They all steal their, their spots, but he right. has a great job in those of like, even in Thor four, when he's on it for maybe 10 seconds, he still kind of steals the scene for a minute when he's like, I love the screaming goats. <laughs> um, Dune 
it is another one that you gave me, which I've not seen. So right. I didn't, you know, very confusing movie. If you know nothing about the, the books, cause they're weird, uh, but <laughs> it, it still winds up being a just freaking gorgeous movie. Spectre. He didn't, he didn't have a big enough role in that for me to like consider it. And same with Blade Runner, but his, as people are saying in the chat, Blade Runner, like even if he didn't have a big role, he was so spectacular in it. And that's why I went with Blade Runner. If you had given me Stuber, which I don't think you've seen. I didn't see that one. Oh, it's he. He's a he's starring role on that. He is so good. He mm. is so good in this film. Like I, you, you got to watch this movie because yeah, Batista. I forget the the other gentleman's uh, name. Um, I don't is it wanna... Kumail? Is that who he's with in that one? I think so. And, and yeah, yeah, Kumail. Yeah, he's with he's with Gianni. Yeah. Uh, hey, you, you got to watch Stu, Stuber. That's okay. a that's a really good movie, and Batista's great. And that, and that's the movie that that I watched where I was like, "Oh, Batista, he does more." And he's talked about this before. Of like, I don't just want to be, I don't want to be the Rock, just making the same action film over mm. and over. Like, I want to have some range and some depth to my performances. And Stuber was the first time that like I really kind of saw that. Is even though it's a comedy and there's there's a lot of comedy cliches and action movie cliches in it. Like, you can tell he really wanted more out of that role than just be like. I'm going to be this meathead action guy in this film. Yeah. His, his trajectory in Hollywood, I think entirely depends on can directors and casting agents figure out what to do with him with his size, because he is just a mountain of a man, but there's, and there's only so much you can do with that unless you've got, you need a, a character that jumps off the page and it looks like him. You know, if someone was like, I want to make the Vin Diesel movie, but I don't want to cast Vin Diesel. Who do I get? You get Big Dave. <laughs> Let's go. Next next entrant is going to be another cameo. Very good in this cameo, though. Macho Man Randy Savage in Spider-Man. Hmm. See, I almost wanted to start this by saying wrestlers who play themselves in movies don't count. <laughs> Because it's well, I got two. Really, I got two on this. It's not really acting, but damn it if Bonesaw isn't memorable. Because all <laughs> the side that that's the thing that no one like not enough people talk about this with this with the Raimi Spider-Man movies, is that all the side characters are weirdly memorable. Whether it's the performance, the line livery, how they look, everybody's just looking a little bit weird. And you you took Macho Man Randy Savage, who was one of the most, you know outspoken lively electric wrestlers and gave him something and tweaked the character just enough to where you go okay he's not just playing macho man but he is a freaking wrestler <sighs> i think andre is going to wind up being our kofi kingston because you're going to hit me with something where i gotta go out um but no i can't i can't give it to bonesaw much like spider-man couldn't give it to him in the cage <laughs> savage was so good in this role and like I got said, you he, for three minutes of play time <laughs> he basically plays randy savage which is fine because randy savage like when it comes to like iconic wrestling characters it's tough to beat randy savage the voice the presentation this man got a slim jim deal out did of you, all of this stuff did you ever see his king of the hill cameo uh yeah yeah where i mean he just does the whoo yeah like he doesn't even try <laughs> and he's not Randy Savage, retired and living in Texas. Like, that's that's what you want. You just want Randy Savage because 
He's fucking great. Again, one of the, if not the best wrestling character who I don't even think it was like a full on character of like all time, just the pomp and circumstance of it all was, was just so good. I was always a big, like savage sting guy over, over Hogan guy in that like WCW period. Cause so that's you, when were, I, you were more the work rate guy. You were like, can this guy actually I mean, wrestle? I don't know about that. I, I always like, like I, I liked Michaels and stuff. Like I was a Hulkamaniac. I'm not gonna lie about that. Like I had the Hogan t-shirt and stuff, but like when it came down to it, I preferred just like watching Savage. I think I was a Hogan fan just because like everyone was a Hogan fan. But like when it came to like when my friends and I were like playing wrestler and stuff, like I was always gravitating, gravitating towards Savage because I would love to do the voice. I love it as, as often. The flying elbow, love mm-hmm. a good flying elbow, man. I mean, he had the best. So now, but you were also a Sid fan, which has never made yeah, Sid because Sid fucking rules. That's I've why. never <laughs> understood the Sid. I, like I, I, I don't know if it's a generational thing, but it just it completely missed me and now whenever anybody talks about him and we, we did this on the debate show i'm like it's the he pooped his pants against taker <laughs> he's we're live brother or uh the knee break at the end of wcw like that's all his legacy has really turned out to be and yet he's got two wrestlemania main events and four world title reigns the man had the a presence career. to him because he was seven feet tall yeah but like he, he just had a presence and a charisma to him that is it's it's unteachable. You can't teach that. Uh, no, I Sid was great, okay. and, and that's that's. I mean, I know my wrestling taste can be all over the place, but yeah, people will, are like, wait, Sid, really? I think people have had more of appreciation for Sid looking back now. Where all right, he doesn't have any classic matches. Yeah, promos he could be be a little all over the place and stuff with them. And when that man just walks in and like commands a room the way he does, like there just aren't many guys who can do that. And I think that's really the the thing about Sid that that really stands out. Yeah. Okay, I'll always sure. point to it. I'll always point to it. Uh, Survivor Series when he takes the title off of Sean, and people were cheering for him at that show. Like they wanted him to beat Sean Michaels at Survivor Series after Michaels was the big conquering babyface and the boyhood dream and right, everything. What, wasn't the wasn't the cheering for Sid more of hey we don't like this version of Sean? Ah, I don't know. I think Sid had a lot to do with that of just him being Sid, like Sid being Sid. I think that had a lot to do with it because they had to go to Texas to friggin' get that belt back on Michaels. He was gonna yeah. get booed out of the building anywhere else. Right. Sid rules. He he star any movies? He should win this gauntlet. All right, you're going Andre mm-hmm. over Randy Savage. Where where do you stand on that? Are you? I I mean, it's tough for me to judge anything Andre because since I haven't seen the full version of Princess Bride, clips I've seen, he's great. But since I don't understand like the full scope of the movie, mm-hmm. I feel like it's tough for me to judge that. I've seen all of these other movies. Maybe I should have watched Princess Bride last night to uh to to better research this a little bit more. Yeah. Um, I didn't know how how far you're going to take Princess Bride, honestly. But now... It's a classic. And I, I think part of it is just the quality of the movie where I'm like, it's so good and he's in it and he's in it for most of it. So I got to give it to him. See, now we've got a bit out of this where I'm going to have to live tweet my Princess Bride thoughts and, and my wife is yelling at me that I've still never seen this film. Um, <laughs> all right, next one up here. We got four competitors left to take down Andre. The next one up is going to be John Cena in Fast Nine. Oh, you fool. Jeremy, you fool. If you oh, no. Picked- I know what you wanted. 
If you, you wanted pick, me to do Peacemaker. Well, you you, well Peacemaker. he's not. It's on a movie, so it doesn't count. But if you would pick Suicide Squad, I would have added in his performance in Peacemaker and said it counts. It's all one big continuity. But you picked F nine. Yeah, which was another. I, I argue that the quality of the fast movies have gone down basically since seven. No. Yes. No. Like five and six are great. And then seven is where it kind of starts to fall apart. Eight, they are bending themselves into a pretzel to make sure that rock and Vin aren't on the screen at the same time. And then nine's just dumb. And it's like, how do magnets work? I don't know. Throw a car through a building and say it works. <laughs> yeah. And also we're gonna put ludicrous in space. Yeah. I mean it's we, we went from dumb fun back to just dumb. No. And John's a part of that. And and they do the they do the face turn at the end, because of course they do, because that's how all the fast movies work. Um, no, that's if you had picked Suicide Squad, I could go into this whole thing about how great Peacemaker is as a character. You can and, still do that. And how okay, so Cena being a weirdly aloof, he built that off of his career. He built, he learned so much from his wrestling career that he was able to put into this character that is on his surface, just a complete muscle airhead and turn him into a guy with a crap ton of humanity. And the movie doesn't quite nail that the way the show does to the point by when we get, did you watch Peacemaker? Did, did you see it? No, see, this is why I didn't pick Suicide Squad or Peacemaker is I've never seen. I know John's performances are great, and I'm going to put over Fast 9 and, and just completely kill your entire credibility here in a second. Um, <laughs> but so because I'd never seen it, I didn't want to have too many things on this list. The only thing is The Princess Bride. I didn't sure. want to have stuff on this list that I didn't see, see, so I didn't feel like I was not part of the conversation. Sure. But I hear John Cena is great in Peacemaker. Everyone loves him. Everyone he really loves is. I, I see Hannah is uh, pushing him on uh, this the uh, comment section right now. Um, yeah. Oh, Caden makes that good point. How the hell is Cena Vin Diesel's brother? Like I, I don't. Like, because. How, but how Cena is a white kid from Boston, and Vin is very much not adopted. Eh, still that. Still doesn't. I, I don't, how does I, that not? How does I, that not do it? I don't buy it. I don't buy it. Cause, nah. Sorry. <laughs> I, I got. I got to go with Andre on this one. If you want. If you want to go with Cena, and then we leave it to the comments section. I'm fine with that one. Well, here's why I'm going with John Cena and the greatest film franchise of all time, the Fast and the Furious series. There's no better film franchise than Fast and Furious. From the first one. To the ninth one, not a single bad movie in this entire universe. I don't care what anybody says. I think Cena's great in this movie. He's great in every role he does, especially the Fast and Furious franchise. He just plays John Cena. He plays John Cena. He plays Vin Diesel's brother. I don't care if you say, oh, they can't be brothers and stuff. Caden's sure saying that they're biological in the movie. I don't remember. I, I can't remember if they said adopted or... I don't think they ever said different adopted. moms or what. I don't think they ever said adopted, but I was just, I was just throwing it out there. Um, they could have different moms, different dads. Like it happens. It could be biological, but still half. They never fully clarify that this is full blooded brother. I, I would give it to John if it were the suicide squad peacemaker thing, but because it's not, I got to go with Andre. Andre, Andre lives. 
There could also be a cheating situation in the Fast and Furious universe that is waiting to be uncovered in Fast 10. All right, maybe Vin Diesel, this is how they're brothers. But Vin Diesel's mom was cheating on the dad, and that's how John Cena came out a little too white. So you, you don't know what's going on in the Fast universe. They keep you on your toes, unlike all these other cookie-cutter franchises that are out there. Oh, movies based on comic books. Ain't nothing cookie-cutter about the Suicide Squad. It's a comic book movie. It's all cookie-cutter. No, that movie is messed up. It's all cookie-cutter. It's a comic book movie. I saw the first Suicide Squad with like, it's, Will no. Smith. Oh, no, 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 sir. There is yeah, I know no it's different. Way. I know it's different. It's oh, God. And it is gonna murder wildly me. better. You're <laughs> talking to the guy that works for comicbook.com. Yeah, so I know the difference between the two. <laughs> Don't eat. I mean, Suicide Squad, the first one, can't even sit in the same room as the second one. I actually didn't mind the first one either. I saw it on like a plane. You ever you ever notice how like if you see a movie on a plane, you might just be more likely to enjoy it. It's the it's the high altitude. You're high. You think that's what it is? Yeah, Yeah, I agree. It's that, and it's also there's nothing else diverting your attention. Yeah, you're just kind of like you're you're watching it, and it's like only thing and you're you're so like intently focused on it because you don't want to think about anything else that could go wrong like the plane or whatever there's like nothing to do you're in this like cramped space and everything and it's an audience of one because you know you're not in like a theater and everybody's enjoying it if you want to like enjoy a movie get on a plane and watch movies Mm -hmm. everybody exactly but no so there's the line in the the will smith one where he looks basically at the camera and goes we what are we some sort of suicide squad it's like yeah roll credits (laughs) i wanted so badly for them in the second one to be like what are we some sort of james guns presents the suicide squad like that would have been that would have been a great callback but other than that they basically act like the second the first movie doesn't exist yeah they do that a lot in in comic book films i feel like when the first one's bad yeah yeah <laughs> all right three competitors left i know which one i'm saving for last let's go with for this one so you gave me just the the option of wcw people mm-hmm. and ready to rumble because it's uh well that was the other one where it's like they're just all kind of playing themselves except for yeah age who's playing a villain which i never got was was there like a so are we are we talking ready to rumble or what's the we are but i do have one i was gonna pick like mean gene okerlund because he's just fucking great in this <laughs> in this film um you know like do you think i'm sexy like he's great i did pick somebody who actually did something in the film and you mentioned him diamond dallas page where he still plays diamond dallas page but he does play at this time he was the you know top baby face and in this film he's the top heel which i never under was that like a was that a casting thing where they couldn't get one of the heels they wanted so they just put page in that role like i never i never I was that so. supposed to be hogan <laughs> hogan couldn't do the film uh i don't think so i think i think they just wanted it page to just play they wanted an actual wrestler for the role and they just chose page i guess page tested well or he maybe read for the film i don't know i don't think that it was supposed to be somebody else i looked this up though uh here give me your thoughts on diamond dallas page in ready to rumble taking on andre and princess Pratt. i mean i'll still i mean because pay, I mean, they're basically just wrestlers playing themselves. Do you, are you? Do you just want me on camera saying that Ready to Rumble is not as good? 
What do you mean not as good? Ready to Rumble is great. It is good, but it's not as good as Princess Bride. Oh, I mean, look, that that's fair. I mean, if you want to be wrong about that, then sure, you can say that. Ready to Rumble is one of the greatest films of all time. It, it's a great wrestling movie. I'll, I'll give it that. It's a great movie. It's right up, it's right up there with Young Rock in terms of quality. <laughs> It's you know, great... so weird. Like I, I watch that show every week for like, you know, if there's something big to spin out, nobody in wrestling talks about it like at all. Like, Young I Rock. I yeah. I don't see conversation about it on Twitter. I don't see people really talk about like, Oh, who, you know, did the guy playing Andre, did he do a good job? I've seen like one tweet saying that the guy that they had to play Savage does a terrible impression. I'm like, yeah, okay. But the guy that got to play young Vince is good. There's there's a lot of decent perform in like wrestling performances in that, and no one talks about that show. I'm, I'm very confused. I think people just like know the story of The Rock or feel like they know the story of The Rock. And I I mean I could be off base on this. I don't know if wrestling fans want to watch like wrestling shows like that. I I totally disagree. Like I think that if HBO looked at ECW and said, I want to make a Sopranos, but it's about this. I think it'd be one of the best shows on television. Soprano, like Paul Heyman is Tony Soprano? No, like like go full drama with it. Where, isn't that heels? The, like, isn't that kind that... of, that's made, whole, that's made whole cloth. Like I feel like wrestlers would jump all over like, hey, we're going to tell the real story of what happened with this one effed up promotion. Like they could do that with Memphis. They could do that with ECW. You could do it with TNA, hell. I mean, up through the Jarrett years, at least. Um, like, there's a there's so much potential, and like they're just now tapping into it with heels. But then I look at Young Rock, and it's like, yeah, it gets good ratings. Wrestling fans don't talk about it. I think people people will just like rather just have a documentary style on that. That I think I don't think they want to watch like just okay. Here's my version of of what happened here. I don't know how many like wrestling fans watch heels. I don't see many wrestling fans talking about heels heels was good you know it the the ending is kind of meh but they're coming back for season two and like i'm not seeing any hype i i think wrestling fans they want to watch wrestling and then they want to watch stuff about wrestling they're just going to watch like documentaries or listen to the five million interviews that are out there instead of hey let's watch these actors play this thing i mean the von eric movie is coming out and that Uh, cast is insane yeah i I feel like if there's a good barometer of like, okay, how much do wrestling fans care about fictionalized versions of wrestling here? The Von Erich movie is going to be a pretty big barometer for that, because that's a story that I don't, I don't think a lot of new wrestling fans know. And then old wrestling fans know it, but this is a, obviously a different way of telling it and everything. So we'll see how that does. And if, if people are into that, then maybe I, I am completely wrong on this, but I think if people are not quite into that, then, then maybe I'm on to something. I think that's going to be the next wrestler where that, that gets a lot of the award conversation. Cause there's yeah. some, like you got Zach Efron in there. You got the guy from the bear, uh, the guy from where the crawdads sing, you got Holt McCallie, McCallany. Yeah. I didn't pronounce his name, but he's in a ton of stuff. He was in Mindhunter, Like, and this is one of those where it's just filled with tragedy. Like if this comes out at the right time of year, like this is going to get some Oscar buzz. I like that. Um, that Jeremy Allen White is now 
the guy from the bear because I just yeah. know him as shameless. I know right, I know right, from right. Lyft as shameless or uh right. shameless as Lyft, but yeah, now like he's so good in the bear that's like, oh yeah, it's the guy from the bear now. Like whatever mm. whatever he did in shameless still counts, but he's like now superseded that role that he played for like a 15 years, I feel like. Right. I, I do you watch Great Iron Heights over on Bleacher Report? I don't know. So it's basically it's it's a cartoon making fun of the NFL each week. And they took Russell Wilson and made him play the character from the bear. And it's just really bad at running a restaurant because it's all about letting Russ cook. And then, and then at the very end, they go, really? You do a show called The Bear and you don't do the Chicago Bears? This is why I hate the fans. Uh, I mean, it's Justin Fields. So so Trey Jones says a uh, fictionalized version of ECW or the last years of WCW would be good. Ready Thank to Rumble so. is... Ready to Rumble is a fictionalized version of WCW. In the it, last was still it was still thriving. <laughs> See, I don't know if that... You got to have the right people for it, obviously. They're going to... Some stuff, especially when it comes to wrestling, is so already dramatic yeah, that I think that a documentary style just works better. Like, look at Showtime, like the, the Lakers thing. Like, some of that stuff is dramatic, and they're like, well, we got to over-dramatize it. To, to make it this this big thing and then like that was off-putting to actual basketball fans who are like well it wasn't like this but then the people who weren't basketball fans are like hey this is fucking great so yeah i i saw like a lot of non-basketball fans tweeting about this and like oh i love this and then i saw a lot of basketball fans like watch one episode realize oh it wasn't anything like this this kind of sucks and then never watch it again yeah i i, I think there's enough backstage stuff that even the wrestling fans that were watching it at the time will be like, oh, was this real? Was, you know, and it, it, what parts wind up being real? They go, holy crap, I didn't know about that. You know, I just, there's, it, it could, you, whoever you get for a guy to play like Paul Heyman, like that's a guy, that's your next Walter White. That's your, you know, scoop up six Emmys, one a year for however long the show goes. Like, I feel like actors would jump all over that. Who could play Paul Heyman? Cast cast me Paul Heyman. So um, Josh Gad is always kind of the guy brought up because it's a similar face. And okay. I feel like if he wanted to go dramatic instead of just being the guy from Frozen, he could absolutely do it. Um, yeah, no, I just, I, that, that was always my first pick. And then there's that Hogan biopic that's coming out with. I don't know uh, that, when that actually is coming out at this right, point. Right, right. I feel like I've heard about this film for like, two years now i feel like i've been writing story updates that aren't really updates about it just hemsworth like i i, I don't know yeah like, even hemsworth is like i have no idea what's going I'm, on with this I'm thing big like this because of thor i i'm yeah. not this way because of Hogan. <laughs> okay uh getting back on track a little bit here andre and diamond dallas page from ready to rumble andre sorry okay. ready to rumble is still great diamond dallas page i mean look he basically plays diamond dallas page. if you ask me andre versus the king then I then there's a conversation. See, I I didn't want to go Jimmy King because he's not an actual wrestler. I almost went. I told you I went Mean Gene. I almost went Arquette because like Arquette's a wrestler, the former heavyweight champion. Arquette, another guy who just plays like himself, just kind of a, a spaz who is all over the place. Oh, Deathmatch guy. <laughs> Deathmatch guy, David Arquette. All right, two more. Then the second to last entrant in the gauntlet, taking on Andre and Princess Bride, Kevin Nash, Magic Mike. So, do you want to know a secret? I do. I've, I've never seen Magic Mike. What? I've never seen Magic Mike or the sequel or any of that. I, oh, I, no. I, the thing is, I love Soderbergh. That's one of his few that I haven't seen. 
Like I've seen the random stuff that's come on streaming services since. Like Logan Lucky is fantastic. No one talks about that movie. And, I don't know what that is. And uh, De- what's funny is Daniel Craig took the accent he used in that movie, put it in Knives Out, and everyone loved it. And I'm like, he's just doing the Logan Lucky thing again. Y'all didn't see it. <laughs> um, but I've never seen Magic Mike. So, and I know Nash is in it. I don't know for how long, but this this is my spot where I'm like, I, I got nothing. Because I, I know I nominated John Wick, and I'm like, yeah. he's in it for two seconds, yeah. but he's good. And that that's why I didn't go with, with John Wick, because he, he's very short role. And he's and doing that. a Russian accent, and it's like, <laughs> it's just you, Big Sexy. Come on. Very short role in, in John Wick. Um, but he has a, like, it's not a significant role in, in Magic Mike, but he has enough of a role in magic mike um he's good in it i've seen it's it's technically magic mike double xl uh is the one that he's in like he's good in it he's doing both i don't know if he's in the first one i could be i could be wrong i'm just seeing a lot of uh double xl stuff that are coming up um he's in the punisher as well another like short role for for yeah um but yeah it's a it's the second one that he's in double xl he's he's in both Okay. Yeah, he was in the 2012, 2015. All right. I feel like the second one he has a bigger role than the first one. You've never seen either of them, which mm-hmm. is absurd. It's been a while since I've seen both of them, so I'm not going to pretend like I fully have a, a great working memory on how good he is. But he is for the role he's playing. He's playing, you know, kind of a he's not, you know, he's playing a stripper, uh, mm-hmm. and he's the older, he's the veteran stripper of the group there because he's the older gentleman. But he's good. He's good in this. I understand why you go with Andre, especially if it's seen Magic Mike. You got a live tweet, Magic Mike, and I will live tweet Princess Bride. We'll 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 see, but no, I, <laughs> I'll, I'll go with I'm I'm sticking with my boy Andre. All right, last one. Can this man dethrone Andre? You know who the person is. You don't know, but you don't know what movie I picked, Connor. You know why I'm. You know who I am. You don't know why I'm here. The Rock in the Rundown. <laughs> oh my god! I I just threw out as many Rock movies as I could think of. I'm like the one with Christopher Walken. Go, yeah. This movie uh, rules, by the way. It's it's a great. It is a great. Just like hey, let's throw on a, a dumb two mid two thousands action movie. Yes. Um, and Walken is just chewing up the scenery because, of course, he is. Um, John uh, William Scott is John like, William, William Scott's in it, yeah. And like the yeah. monkey starts humping him, and it's it's weird. Yeah. Um, the funny thing is, though, other than Walken, there's not much to remember about that movie except I think Rock hits a rock bottom in like the opening scene. I think he that's does. it. He does. He's in the he's in the bar. He's yeah, uh, there's the ex NFL players. He's got like the X ray vision who can he can point out like who is who uh, and everything. This movie's great. I love the rundown. Yeah, I... Yeah, no, I, I, I know he's been in it from almost the start. Like, he, he, he pulled off the Ric Flair from the three spot. I, I got to go with Andre. That's fair. You know, and I've seen... This one I have seen both, but, you know, this is that weird era with Rock where he wasn't quite sure this what is, he was going to do when it came to the acting career. This is when he was still like, don't call me the rock anymore. Call yeah. Me 
this was his first it wasn't his first like starring starring role that was scorpion king mm-hmm. um but scorpion king was from a different universe he was from the mummy universe so they had like a, a kind of a story and everything there something to play off of this was his first movie where it's like hey here's the rock or dwayne johnson or whatever kind of on his own not with the backing of yeah like a mummy franchise or right. anything. and i, I I love this movie. This is I one of like like you said, like you just kind of throw this on and just like watch it, and that that's it. Like it, it's so it's very mindless. I love a good mindless film because I don't have much of a mind myself. I think that, um, and, and don't sell yourself short, mate. Um, <laughs> I think that of this era, Walking Tall is still his best movie. And weirdly enough, that's another one where he's an action hero. He's got the you know sidekick whose acting career didn't particularly pan out and Johnny Knoxville and it's one where he just has to kick ass for a long time. And I think, I think walking tall works a little better. Um, I love the story of a, you know, he's coming back and trying to, you know, clean up the corrupt town that, you know, he left. And with this one, it's just like, yeah, he's in a jungle. He's fighting dudes. Can't remember much of this. First time he's in a jungle. Now he's in a jungle and like all of his movies. Yeah. yeah. The Jumanji movies make a crap ton of money. (laughs) um but walking tall walking tall is great it, it's a remake and i think that's why i lean toward rundown over sure. walking tall uh but i thought he was great in walking tall as well like, i like the early the early films rock before it any rebrands as uh um you know disney guy it's the, it's, that, it's that shift uh right before fast five where yeah. that kind of happens and i think it's because he he went to new representation where they were, where as a, where his old agents were like, you know, don't, don't affiliate yourself with your wrestling background. And I think the new representation right around the start of the 2010s was like, no, fully embraces because that's what people know you for. And that's how we get that run with Cena and punk and then Cena again. And that's how we get him becoming, you know, I think he's the second highest paid actor in the world right now. So it's, you know, you look. You can. We can look back fondly on that 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 first era, but we all know that, like, you know, the big money really started coming in with the second one. And I think some of those movies are better. Like the Jumanji movies aren't bad, and he gets to he gets to do a little bit more with each of those because he's always he's typically playing someone else in his body. Right. So he's like, "Hey, I'm the I'm this you know I'm acting like I'm this little you know high school twerp, but I'm freaking Dwayne Johnson." Um, have you seen have you seen Southland Tales? I them? didn't. I heard that one's weird. Oh, it's so so I was watching like everything rock at this time. Um sure. and Sean William Scott, he's he's in this one as well. Mandy Moore is in it too. It's a very strange movie. I only watched it like when it first came out, but yeah, very strange movie. You should should watch that one. Let, let's talk about quickly for about the rock and how he's literally now the biggest movie star in the world with, I don't know if you've heard of his production company, seven bucks because he had seven bucks in his pocket. Uh, like he, this man can do like no wrong at this point, whatever he wants to do, he just has the green light to do it. And it's anyone who watched wrestling knew the presence and the power of the rock, but to see him go from like, okay, wrestling universe type of thing to this man's like running, talking about being a presidential candidate for Christ's sakes. Like it's kind of amazing how, how much he's just ascended over mm-hmm. the last couple of decades. Exactly. And though I think, 
don't know if you saw, but he kind of said this week, he's like, the whole president thing is off the table. Oh, yeah, I, I saw that, which is which, good because we you. don't need to go down that road again. But the fact that it was like considered and even he was like, we did research, we checked out this, the, the like polling numbers and we saw like what it would entail and everything. The fact that it was like a thing, a real thing and not like a fake Kanye thing, like is kind of amazing. Yeah. And w- what's funny is like, for him, I'm just kind of looking at him like, do you have any how much power you have to give up to be the president? Yeah. You are one of the most influential people in the world now. You don't need to do all that. Yeah. It's like, yeah, just go in and make your movies, Rock. Like, what are, you, what are you doing trying to be president? Like, no, you don't need to do all that stuff. Like, you're a commissioner um, of a football league. You've got arguably the best uh, workout gear line out right now with Project Rock. Your movies make a crap ton of money. You got all the followers in the world on Instagram and Twitter. You're funny as hell when you team up with Kevin Hart. Just keep being you. No need to be president. Yeah, just keep making movies with Kevin Hart. Right, wait, but you, wait. you didn't you didn't pick the right one for Rock, so he does not dethrone Andre the Giant in the in this gauntlet. I am what sorry. movie would have dethroned Andre? I think Fast Five the- could have done it. I think Central Intelligence could have done it. Really? Yeah, I love. Oh, he's so good with Kevin Hart, and it's like, have you have you seen that one? Yeah, yeah, I've seen it. It came on came on one night like after Rampage, and we yeah. stayed up to like one o'clock. It's watching. one of those like TNT ones now. <laughs> yeah. where it's just on forever. <laughs> he's so good in that one. Um, I feel like there's one that's not in the Fast and Furious that I feel like he could pull off. I haven't seen Super Pets. I've heard that was okay. He's playing. You that. had you had uh, the Jumanji movies yeah. listed on there. Um. He Rock has again so many just like mindless films that are great, a like skyscraper, skyscraper. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> this this stuff you can throw on, and it just like it hooks you because there's enough of a story there. And the Rock is much like Sid, where you know you know what's a great one from that early era, Great Iron Gang. He's a football. Great Iron Gang is good. That's yes. a great one, and no one talks yeah. about it. Yeah, Great Iron Gang is, is very good. Um, the Rock's got bangers, man. Rock has complete bangers. Banger after banger after banger. He's he is the Seamus of the film world. <laughs> All right, Connor. So we started with Roddy Piper in They Live, defeating Jesse Ventura in Predator and Steve Austin and the Condemned. And then Andre and Princess Bride came in and ran the gamut here, defeating Roddy in They Live, defeating Hulk Hogan in Rocky Three, defeating Batista in Blade Runner 2049. Randy Savage in Spider-Man, John Cena in Fast 9, Diamond Dallas Page in Ready to or, yeah, Ready to Rumble, Kevin Nash in Magic Mike, and The Rock in the rundown out of this gauntlet list. Andre the Giant and Princess Bride get your best wrestler performance in a film award. Do you feel, do you feel proud of this pick, Connor? I mean, you, you put him up against some of my favorites, so it was hard, but it's it, it feels right. You know, He was one of the first, and he's still one of the best. So I'm, I'm, I'm good with it. How do you, yeah. how do you feel about how this turned out? I mean, again, it's tough for me because I haven't, haven't seen, seen it. it. Yeah. So yeah. the fact that a guy, you know, now I've been bullied into watching this film and live tweeting it. Um, <laughs> like I, I get it. I, I know people love Princess Bride. Wife's going to be very happy of that. You picked this. She's, she's going to send you nice messages. I'm sure. Um, so people are going to love that you pick it. I, people in the chat love that, that you picked it. See, for me, I'm always fast and furious. I have a, just a dying affection for that entire franchise. The Rock, I, I love most stuff that he's in. 
as well. One of those two, based on this list, probably would have been it for me. And I can recognize that like Cena and The Rock's performances probably aren't as better as like Roddy Piper and mm. They Live. But it's just it's all about what you know what you're feeling in these performances and everything. Um, I'm trying to think of other like great. See, I like the like campy, shitty Hulk Hogan movies just because they're they're so stupid mm. that I can like get behind them and they're fun. Um, I know that it's probably going to get brought up somewhere in the comments. Did you see Mandalorian? No, I saw the Sasha Banks stuff. I but I didn't actually like. I watched like the first couple of episodes and I, I, I'm glad that we didn't bring it up. Cause then I don't have the hive attacking me. Cause she doesn't really have a personality in that. It's just, she's there. She does a Lucha DDT at one point. She catches baby Yoda when he's falling. That's it. Connor, no, no one had to bring up. Sasha. We're talking about movies, not TV. I know. You're, I know, but I brought you up. You deserve to get attacked by the hive. You're just randomly Peace, taking shots. I brought up peacekeeper. So I got a is it peacekeeper. Peacemaker. I was <laughs> peacemaker. Peacemaker. Yeah. Just randomly taking like a pacemaker, but it's not as peacemaker. <laughs> trying to think of other good like uh wrestling performances. Big show is like campy in, in some of these films as well. Big show and Waterboy, you could throw him in there if you wanted to. Captain Sano. Yeah, Captain Sano rules. Um I'm sure there's some that are just completely escaped. If you wanna you, you know who you can actually go with? The wrestler. I know you've seen the wrestler. You've had oh, to see the wrestler. Oh, uh Ernest Miller as Ayatollah. He's oh, great yeah. in that role. He's in that. Our truth is in that randomly. I, I remember, yeah. like, of all the people I spot in the back, I'm like, yeah, that's our truth. <laughs> Necro like, Butcher is there. Necro as well. Butcher's in there, just yeah. doing Necro Butcher shit. Yeah. A... Now, Ernest Miller's Ayatollah. Is, yeah. He's really good in that role. So, plenty of good. Trace says Steve Austin longest yard. That was something uh, mm. to, to pick from. I went with Austin and the Condemned because he actually had more of a, a starring role. Kevin Nash is good in like long- Goldberg. Goldberg's in a bunch of films as well. Uh, he's in Longest Yard and uh, Santa Slay. Yeah, he's in the Evil Santa movie. Yeah, it's, it's weird. Oh, that's a that's a just a fun like over the top stupid movie that I I will completely love and just enjoy for the rest of time. The the Christmas horror subgenre just never does it for me. Because it's like, we're going to corrupt the happiest time of the year. I'm like, how about you not? That's the Grinch's fault, though. That all started with the Grinch. Well, like, I'm a, I'm a huge Die Hard fan, and I, I maintain I have to watch that during the Christmas season. But I still am not like, yeah, I want all the Christmas people to be evil. Like, no. no. Santa, that, Santa look, I... People. I will argue that Die Hard is a Christmas movie, but they're not, like, trying to kill the spirit of Christmas no. in that movie. That no, That is the thing, it's... It's Christmas like environment, but it's not it's not Christmas spirit, if that makes yeah. sense. Like you could do that, it could be a Halloween party that they're holding and it doesn't really change anything about the film. Well, is Home Alone then by that same logic, is Home Alone not a Christmas movie? Because it it's like the fact that it's at oh. Christmas is almost incidental. Maybe. That's a good I've never thought well, that about that. That could it. be a they they could be going off on a summer vacation. And right. he'd be seven, be stuck at home, and all right. the events still play out as they do. But they use a lot of like Christmas gadgets and stuff as part of the, like as part of the story. That's true. Like all so, the, the all the jigsaw traps, which yeah, I love. The, I love how we've just decided Kevin McAllister was jigsaw as a child. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. So Home Alone definitely a Christmas movie. Again, you could Die Hard. There's some Christmas elements to it, but it doesn't the, like the spirit of Christmas. It's not there. It could be a Thanksgiving. It could just be an office party that's going on. And 
it, it's still the same movie for the most mm. part. You just change let, a line let, or two. Let me ask you this. Who's the next wrestler that you think is going to have a breakout acting? I think everyone's going to say Roman Reigns, right? Like that seems to be the sort of consensus. I think MJF can be, can get there. He's still very young. I think people are going to like pigeonhole him to, oh, he can only be like MJF and stuff. I think MJF can play more roles than people are going to give him credit for. And I gotta, once I he gets see, that role, he, he's going to show it. I got to see him playing something other than Max. And that's, that's fair. because that's all he does. And that like, yeah. that's all he does in interviews. He doesn't break the facade. So for him, it's, I have no idea if you have range because you've shown so far you don't. But prove me wrong. Um, I, I know that there was talk of getting Becky in the MCU at one point before she had the kid. And then I even followed up with her. I was like, did you? I followed up with her at WrestleMania um, this past day. I was like, did you have conversations? She was like, maybe. So that could <laughs> be something. Shit. Yeah. Be- Becky was in a Billions. She had the brief cameo. She played herself. Into- yeah. It's the only thing I really know of Becky when it comes to, to acting. Trey says Ricky Starks. That's a good shout. Uh, no, that, yeah, no, he could definitely. Yeah, I get I can easily see Ricky doing it. See, I think MJF and I, I understand your criticism of like I gotta see him be somebody that isn't MJF. And I think a lot of people are gonna have that. I think I have confidence that he can do it though. And that's why I'm sold on him the way the way that I am. Um I'm trying to think of anybody else. Yeah, Roman's gonna be Roman's gonna he's gonna get the opportunities. Whether Roman, or not Roman, I think is going to run into the same problems Momoa did, where they don't know what to do with him beyond just be the big tough badass, right? And that, and I, that like, like Momoa found a way out of it because he was like, "Hey, I can be like Hemsworth, where I'm funny." Right. And we get, that's how we get Aquaman. See, but, I think Roman. I think Roman in this role has shown like plenty of range to where oh, he can kind of do this on a different level than previously because there has always been like roman hollywood chatter and everything and it never really clicked that yeah okay maybe he can be like kind of badass guy but like how far is he gonna go with that this role has kind of shown like oh he might be able to go a little bit further again the opportunities are going to be there it's up to him of like how how much he wants to and can capitalize here's a name we i mean we didn't bring it up in the entire conversation but he's had a few acting roles miro like the, I, the religious fanatic that he's doing right now, I feel like that's a John Wick villain. I mean, if he could get on TV consistently, sure. Um, I love Miro. I think he's great. Uh, I've not. I've only seen the one like he was a part of a brief cameo in the one of the WWE films, one of the, like twelve rounds movies, mm-hmm. I think. Um, I think it was Countdown. I think it was, yeah, yeah, was, yeah. I think. Well, he, I think he just pulls off a clock. Right, right. He he, does, he just plays. <laughs> Rusev, it just pulls out a gun. Um, I haven't seen him in anything else. I know he did like the, the TV show. East New, I don't know East if... New York, it just came out. I okay. So I, I haven't seen him in that. Look, Miro's great. I think it's possible, but especially with his, his AEW stuff, because I love that character. Um, I don't know. I, I got to see him in just a little bit more, though, to, to make that, to go with that. But his AEW stuff rules. I wish it would be more consistent mm-hmm. on television. What, what about, uh, what about hangman? He, he's a young and he's got the, got the long does, flowing hair. Does he have desire to do that? Maybe. Cause I also think that there's a difference between like, okay, can this person do it? And does this person have like 
yeah do do they like want to do it hangman doesn't strike me as a guy that like cares to do that i could see him like wanting to like maybe it'll do a cameo or something do get like a laugh or whatever but i don't see him being the type of guy who wants to be on set like for hours at a time to to shoot stuff like, mm-hmm. i just don't doesn't, he doesn't strike me as that kind of guy i could be wrong just and, and i i would say cm punk but i know he doesn't like working with children so <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh Cyclops better and Wolverine did live a super chat. Says Hulk was in Gremlins too. That's Cyclops, the that, that that's yeah. the promise. He's just playing himself. <laughs> he's he's literally just Hulk Hogan in that movie. Connor, I appreciate you. Uh Trey says Big E. Big E could probably do, do could. well. Xavier been, also. Both of them. Yeah. Oh, I think Xavier could kill it if he was given some some opportunities. I think he could absolutely kill it. Because he's <laughs> He's so good in a variety of, of roles. I want them to. I want someone to make a movie where E, Kofi, and Xavier are like completely separate characters, but we somehow all get them in one room at one point and just address the <laughs> elephant in the room. <laughs> See, Biggie. Biggie has talked about like Hollywood stuff and how he wants to kind of challenge himself of not just being like Biggie, like trying to play a different sort of role. And that's the kind of people who are probably going to do better in Hollywood than that are just like, oh, okay, I'm just playing essentially myself and like I'm comfortable doing that. And that's all I really want to do. Biggie has said, like, you know, I want to try to explore a different kind of character and see if like I can get into that mindset. And if I can, then maybe this is for me. And if I can't, maybe this isn't for me. Uh, so Biggie could, I, I hope he's back in the ring next year assuming he's he's healthy and he's physically capable and everything gets cleared if not acting could certainly be a, a role for him if that's mm-hmm. the, the route he decides to go for sure for sure and Jonas, I, we it, talked about batista earlier you, you mentioned like wrestlers that need to branch out beyond themselves i think that's why for as many roles as he's had we didn't talk about jericho and i think that's because he never really tried to be more than just hey i'm chris jericho yeah or i am in a movie he was he was real he was funny in the uh the Jay and Silent Bob reboot though. I knew mm-hmm. him in that. I didn't see that one. I need to. I watched it on a plane. See, that's why I loved it. Watched it on a plane. Connor Casey, let them know where they can find you at. You can find me over at comicbook.com. You can follow me on Twitter at Connor Casey CB. Uh, you can see me cut my first promo as a professional wrestling manager over at the FXC Wrestling YouTube page, FXC Wrestling on Twitter. I uh, got a lot of cool stuff coming from that uh, here in the very near future. Um, and uh, yeah, Instagram at Connor Casey CB over on the comic book side. Uh, I, we just had, we had the interview with Tony Khan last week. Uh, I'm dropping an interview with Chris Jericho today. And then I got an interview with a particular WWE higher up that I can't say the name of just yet. Uh, that will be dropping on Monday. Please DM me this uh, scoop so I can pre-write the story. Connor I Casey. Did. I just <laughs> I appreciate you joining us, Connor. Um, you know, you're a guinea pig for this little concept, but I thought it went well. We had a good discussion about stuff that you don't always get to talk about here in this wrestling uh, sphere. So I appreciate it, Connor. As we'll try to keep doing this series, we'll, we, we will keep doing this series. We'll have different guests on. We'll have different topics, uh, different discussions going on. Keep it locked to Fightful Overbooks. We got new stuff daily uh, tomorrow. I think we're going to drop the next episode of the series. Uh, Friday, we have coexisting with Rob and Maggie. Uh, let's see. Saturday is Newsworthy. Sunday is Tim and Joel and Tag Talk. And then the cycle starts all over again next week. Uh, go to Fightful.com. Check it all out for all your news. Go to Fightful Select, where we have new 
new news dropping new new daily uh just news news on fifo select i i'm a scoopster now not really but something that just dropped on fifo select was steven jensen and i interviewed diamond chic and jameson ryan from the nightmare factory uh they're holding their show uh district championship wrestling um this sunday and so we interviewed them. That's going to air on the spotlight tomorrow, 9.30 a.m. Eastern on YouTube.com slash Fightful. Diamond Sheik, though, great guy, uh, talks about creating the Dynamite Diamond Ring for MJF. Uh, so some really good behind-the-scenes stuff there on the creation of the ring and some other good behind-the-scenes stuff, their relationship with like QT and Cody, big names coming to uh, their, their promotion. So uh, check that out tomorrow. You, if you subscribe to Fightful Select right now, you can get our, our notes from that interview uh, that – that is that's going to air tomorrow guys we appreciate it we'll talk to everyone else later on bye everybody